Welcome to another episode of Locked On NHL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker of Locked On Lightning. And as always is with me, my co-host uh, of Locked On Avalanche, Chris Masilli. Chris, how are we doing? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Another draft in the books. Uh, kind of went in some crazy directions, which you expect from drafts. But all in all, uh, some, some good things to talk about for uh, a lot of shows across the network. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get into all of the action that happened from the draft over the past couple of days. But just a reminder that today's episode of Lockdown NHL is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, you get $10 off your first order. So yeah, a lot of, there was a lot of things in this draft that I'm sure you could agree we weren't really surprised. I think one through five at least maybe one through six pretty went as yeah. as much as we would thought it would expect it to now after six things kind of divvy deviated from the plan um most notably right. um my guy who i was a big big, big high on you know this jan misik dropped to the second mm. round which i mean we'll get into that well just a little bit but let's go pick by pick to start off things now uh First overall, Alexis Lafreniere. I think nobody is surprised by that. Even though I was Absolutely. trying to, I was trying to start the whole movement of maybe Quentin Byfield going number one, just because <laughs> I, I don't think I got very firmly. <laughs> yeah, it it, it kind of died within a day and a half. Um, right. I the comparison and the thing that really impressed me about Byfield, but uh, is that he draws a comparison of Malkin, and I mean they have the same body type. They they play right, exactly the game almost exactly the same way. Um, they just have that very lurching presence on the ice about them. I think it's just, you know, maybe a body language thing as well. But um, yeah, with Lafreniere going to the Rangers, I think a lot of hockey critics are maybe starting to hold, kind of step back on the whole, you know, can he handle the Big Apple uh, media there? Do you still think that could possibly play in, you know, into his development going this year? Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it, it's it's where we both live, so and we know how difficult it can be in you know the Big Apple. So, but the thing is, like you know, the Rangers aren't didn't make that pick with them being the bottom dwelling team of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a team on the rise. So, I mean, if that was the case and they selected him, he would be expected to do a lot early on. He doesn't need mm-hmm. to. And this has kind of been like, we've had this discussion before, like they have solid players who carry the load right now and he can just kind of settle in, get comfortable, get comfortable with everything, get comfortable with the team playing, you know, at the garden, playing in New York city. And he can develop naturally with a team that's probably and should uh, go to the playoffs or at the very least be competing for it. Um, and and he's in a great great situation. I can't think of a number one pick that's in a better position than he is in a very very long time. Yeah, I mean, I think that most times as the top prospect in any sport, I we see it more often in the NFL. But being the top prospect and most likely being a shoe in as the number one overall pick, you're going into a pretty bad situation where it's exactly. right. it it's gonna it's gonna suck for maybe five years uh, and that could sometimes affect your development. Uh, but like you said, he's going to a great situation. Uh, 
Roto World Hockey already projects him to be on the second line uh, for that Rangers team. And I think um, I, th- I saw somewhere also that like, if it wasn't for Panarin being on the Rangers, he would probably be on the first line wing left wing position, uh, like which is wild to think. Yeah, which is okay. interesting to see. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I kind of picture him with all his tools to be kind of more of a a centerman, but I guess, you know, obviously they want to really, really tap into that scoring ability. Now, speaking of scoring ability, sure. second overall, uh, Quentin Byfield, my guy who I was huge on, um, he's projected to to mature into a 25 to 30 goal scorer for the next decade. Um, and I think he's going into a very um, interesting situation there in Los Angeles. Um, and Los Angeles actually kind of, made things interesting today. They actually made a trade with the Rangers for Elias Anderson, who, uh, if you remember, yeah. was the seventh overall pick a little while ago. And um, that situation kind of fell apart there in New York. Now having having Anderson there with Byfield, and obviously you have you know the veterans there and Kopitar and all those other guys, um, it's not as bad of a situation as one might think. Maybe Sarah Avampato from Locked on Kings might tell you differently. Uh, she actually hinted uh, in our little host chat that, you know, there was a chance that the Kings could mess this up. Um, <laughs> but I, I think this is a great pick. Uh, I, I think if I had to pick one, and maybe this is just me being a little biased, I think that if I had to pick who's going to have the better season, I think it's going to be Byfield over Lafreniere. Really? Yeah, I think eh, I, I just I mean, think that it's it's more of a better situation for him to wear – um, it's not like New York for Lefrenier where he has all these weapons around him where it's not just going to be the Lefrenier show where Byfield is kind of, everyone's kind of starting to look at him. The torch is starting to possibly be passed out there in Los Angeles. And I mean, he also has yeah. the personality for it. I don't know if you saw when he got drafted, he was wearing a, a white tuxedo. Oh, it was solid. Um, that was nice. Yeah. That so was- he had the, the James <laughs> Bond Casino Royale look going on, yeah. there, which I really, yeah, really, I mean- really appreciate it. There's, you know, there, there's a lot of pressure that comes with being the number one overall pick, and then you know, like we said, add the the top market in New York, and you know, it's interesting that the the top, probably the top two markets for sports, we're picking one and yeah. two here, you know, yeah. New York and then LA. So both of these guys are gonna, you know, have some pressure on them, but you know, the carrying that number one overall pick tag which he's had for, I mean, they were expecting this for what, like three years now that when he's finally yeah, ready, I, he's going to be far and away the number one pick and he held yeah. up his end of the bargain. Now the real test begins. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how these two absolutely um, handle mm-hmm. spotlights in their respective markets and moving on to the third pick uh, with the Ottawa centers, who I think had the best draft out of any team Um here they they go and get Tim Stutzel out of Germany from Mannheim, who uh, deadly scorer. He he has the ability to be on the first line right away. Um, he's probably one of the more polished uh, prospects yeah. that we'll be seeing going onto the ice directly from this draft. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tim Stutzel? Uh, I, well, first of all, I thought it was we we knew who the first three players were going mm-hmm. to be. Uh, and we knew who number one was going to be, obviously, but we didn't know which order two and three would go. Basically, the, right. the Kings 
were picking for themselves and for the senators. You know, they, mm-hmm. the senators were going to take either Byfield or Stutzel, who didn't, whoever the Kings did not pick. I'm with you and really loving Byfield, so I think that was the good pick. And I, I everything that you hear about Stutzel and everything that you see about him is, like you said, like he is, he's ready to go now. Maybe even more so than Byfield and Lafreniere. Uh, so. Yeah, I think that was a no-brainer. For I, I do think that's who Ottawa wanted. I think you know they would tell you they were they were going to take Byfield if he was there at three. But I do feel mm-hmm. like uh, from like an offensive standpoint, they they were targeting him uh, for that very reason. So yes, very. Yeah. Um, I know we'll get to five in a second with them, which yeah. I think I would have went the other direction with that with their number really? five pick. But yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get there. Yeah, and I just want to let it be known or note if those of you who may not have realized it, but uh, Quinn Byfield is actually the highest drafted black player in the NHL and NHL history. Yeah. So that's yeah. a pretty cool thing, especially with that's everything awesome. going on in the world now. Um, mm-hmm. A lot more attention being brought to that, and this could definitely pave the way for more uh, black players to strive for things like that. And we'll probably have a first overall pick at some point in the next couple of years. I would how- think so vast the talent is you know nowadays i mean i said it on my show i think we spoke about it last week as well is that um the first two rounds there's you know yeah there there's come there's going to be some nitpicking with some guys here and there some switching around but there's really no such thing as a bad pick out of this class of players unless you know maybe a team is going out of their way to do something a little bit you know out of the box or you know out of their needs the Columbus Blue Jackets did. Oh, well, I, 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 <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that was, I, I had, I had no idea what they were doing there. Um, no. so then we got the Detroit Red Wings at four, Lucas Raymond. Um, no I know the guys at, Lo- yeah, no problem with that. I know the guys at yeah. Locked on Red Wings were really hoping for Jake Sanderson, who obviously fell to five, um, who I loved. I actually, um, listened to an, uh, a, the uh, interview with him the other day, very, and I, I was just watching some film on him. I mean, he is him, and I think Braden Snyder, who fell to the Rangers eventually. I think those guys are great. I mean, no disrespect to Jamie Drysdale, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, no problem there with the Red Wings. Um, I think you know it's not a bad thing to add some more scoring, especially to a team who's on the ways up and who has a great GM. So I mean, even if this doesn't work out to where Raymond is, what Red Wing fans would want, I think, at the end of the day, just from being a host of a team that has been through the Steve Yeiserman uh, era, he's already he's already three steps ahead um, in this chess game, and he's he, he's already saying if this guy doesn't pan out right away, this is this is a, a, a possible trade deadline, uh, you know, chip that he could use in the future. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, Detroit needed everything, so they really yeah. they could have went in any direction at number four, and it would have been yeah. an upgrade no matter what. Yeah, it, it didn't really matter, and I I think that you know for maybe Red Wing fans that weren't exactly too crazy about Lucas Raymond, watch the mm-hmm. tape, and and you're yeah. oh, yeah, you'll yeah, definitely yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, and we'll talk about Jake Sanderson in just a little bit, and then we'll go on and talk about the rest of the picks. But let's just talk about some of our sponsors. Now, this topic that we're going to talk about isn't exactly easy as talking about draft picks, and that's erectile dysfunction. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves and say things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether or excuses like, 
I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED at all the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping, and the whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to roman.com slash NHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash NHL. Getroman.com slash Locked on NHL. And we're going to talk about another one of our sponsors. Uh, one of my favorite things to use in the entire world, especially with, you know, being all day, just being super busy with ta- following everything with the draft. And that's DoorDash. Uh, between the never ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty of on your to do list. I mean, I, got, I had, like I said, I had the draft. You know, Chris has got a, a million things to do. He's got kids. So he's constantly oh, yeah. running around. So give yourself one last thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of the, your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door ordering is easy open the doordash app choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new and contactless drop-off setting many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery just open the doordash app and select your local restaurant and your food will be left at your door right now our listeners can get five dollars off and zero delivery fees on their first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter locked on nhl that's five dollars off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked On NHL. Don't forget that's code Locked On NHL for five dollars off your first order. So let's talk about the Ottawa pick at five. Very mm-hmm. interesting, very interesting pick. Now you said just a fo- few moments ago that you weren't exactly feeling this, sir. You have the floor. Well, I and and. I am not taking anything away from Sanderson at all. It, it was on a defensive standpoint. It is Drysdale and Sanderson head and shoulders above everybody else in this draft class on the defensive end. So if you were to take those two, you know, who's the better player and more, I think NHL ready player. I think it's absolutely Jamie, Jamie Drysdale. So while I don't think the pick is, is a bad pick because Sanderson's mm-hmm. a good player. Um, I, I think the senators are going to maybe regret this because uh, Drysdale looked from the, the videos that I had watched of him and the research that I've done on him. Uh, he, he looks incredible. Well, so, yeah, I mean, and you, yeah, Drysdale looks exactly face. like he looks like Cal McCarr and Quinn Hughes. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. Like he, he can, you know, he, he is the quarterback on the ice. So I think, uh, you know, when, when he is ready to go, um, he is going to be running that power play with, with Anaheim, and that's going to be a force. So yeah. I, I, I like Jake Sanderson. I think he, you know, obviously both of those teams wanted defenders, so he would have went six, I would assume, to uh, Anaheim if, if the centers had taken Drysdale. So... They're right there, but um, I, I, ju- I put Drysdale above Sanderson. So I have no preference over one or the other, but I think, you know, because I feel like they're different players. I feel like Sanderson long term is going to be more of a workhorse kind of guy. Like a, I think he'll fall, even though he lacks a little bit size there on the, you know, mm-hmm. just in, you know, the height. Um, 
he's the kind of guy that you would see just to make a comparison, kind of like a, maybe like an Alex Petrangelo kind of guy, like a, maybe like a Victor Hedman, more defensive oriented, more solid on that, on that side of things, but not, but still going to chip in um, when needed to on the offensive side of things. But I think Drysdale does have the more upside and potential on, you know, points and all that. So I think that it, it's really a matter of personal preference. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really don't, I, I, I could take either or, and I think yeah. Ottawa and, you know, if Ottawa really was looking back at this, I think, um, or even Anaheim, I think Anaheim was willing to get either or um, at that point. Um, yeah. He's already, mm-hmm. he's already being compared to, to Cal McCarr and Quinn Hughes, Jamie Drysdale, and just his skating ability, which is a scary it's thing crazy. to think about. Um, right. And yeah. So then right after that, at the seventh pick, the devils took Alexander Holtz uh, out of the Swedish hockey league. Uh, he's, he's got the build. He, he passes the eye test right away in terms of an NHL player. Uh, his, he has, you know, he has some high level of, of, you know, offensive output, uh yeah his his shot is like insane dude um it's crazy it's just he <laughs> and it's it, that's the thing we see out of a lot of these swedish players is that whatever they even if they have the frame or they don't have the height and weight or whatever the case may be even if they're not exactly uh the quote unquote polished off player they all these guys are scorers and it's yes. that it's it's insane yeah. that's what i think they really if you were to compare the talent coming out of the out of Canada and Russia and Sweden, I think Sweden and, and Russia have like crazy, crazy scorers coming out. Whereas mm-hmm. Canada's more spread across all categories, where they're they're mo- more focused on checking off all the boxes instead of just one. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I then, think uh, yeah, I think the Devils needed they need some excitement in that building. Oh, they need and some scoring. They need to, they need they to get do. fans in there. Uh, exactly. I, exactly. And, I and went to a, it. yeah. Yeah. And I went to a game earlier this year. They were celebrating their, one of their Stanley cups and the building wasn't even packed, uh, which was, well, I went when, when the avalanche came to town, um, okay. I went to that game and, and yeah, I mean, it was, well, it was during uh, the NFL playoffs and mm-hmm. uh, the, the New England Patriots were in the process of losing. Yeah. So there were there was a crowd around the bar section watching the football game while yeah, the hockey game good. is going on. <laughs> yeah, and that's so, a, that's uh, that's still a new arena, and you got to put butts and seats there. And this is yeah, definitely the exactly. guy you you got to draft. Um, uh, at number eight, Buffalo getting Jack Quinn. Uh, I don't know if you've seen all the memes circling around about uh, Quinn Hughes and um, uh, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. I think it was Jack Hughes. So then I guess you put those two together. You get Jack Quinn. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, that's at least maybe that's something for the Sabres to rethink their possible dealing of Jack Eichel, you know, to have him kind of surrounded by this kid as well. Um, I just. I, I feel like, like it's I don't, I'm not I, I can't get a gauge or a pulse on what Buffalo is up to. Um, no, I, 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 th- this this was the the first 
kind of shocker, I think. Up until now, everything was, okay, I could see that, and we've been talking about it. This was the first one where it was like, whoa, really? Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's not to take away from Jack Quinn. I think Jack Quinn is a great, great hockey player, and he will be a, a very good hockey player. Um, but the interesting thing is, and, and the, the best quote that I had seen so far is because Marco Rossi went next at nine to Minnesota and they played together on the same team. Yeah. Granted, not on the same line, but, um, you know, Rossi put up 120 points while Quinn was, you know, very good. I think he put up 89 or 90. So great, you know, fantastic. But the, the line that this person said, it was somebody went to scout them and came away with the conclusion that Jack Quinn was better than Marco Rossi, which really is you, you wow. can't, I, I don't know how you come to that conclusion because I, Rossi, you look Rossi at those two guys. Player. Yeah. You look at those two guys, you look at the film. I mean, even if you're not the kind of analytical hockey fan, when you watch these two guys play, Rossi is clearly the better player. And, and like you said, that doesn't take anything away from Jack Quinn's talent. He's no. going to be a very good player no. in this league for many years to come, but I, I, I don't have a problem with the pick. I just have a problem with the Sabres making the pick with what was still left on the board. You um, could have traded down. You could yeah. have traded down. And, and, and if you're really serious, and yeah, and if you're really serious about trading Jack Eichel, I think at number eight or maybe the first round of the draft, especially with this this talent pool, is definitely the time to do it if you're willing to get a king's ransom. So right. I. I and yeah, Marco Rossi, he's going to be a great player. And we'll discuss about this, uh, you know, in just a little bit about our, our winners and losers. But I that's such and you could attest to this more than I can being a fan in that in that conference. I, I feel bad for for Marco going to Minnesota. I, I just <laughs> I I mean, they got Nick Benino today and that's all good and well. But this isn't that Nick Benino is going to be a good piece of that team. But Nick Benino is not going to be the difference maker between whether or not you're going to win a cup. Yeah. I mean, so with Buffalo taking Quinn and then one, two, two, you know, two teams right in the same division as the avalanche with Marco Rossi and then Cole Perfetti. um, That's going to make my life a little bit difficult for the next decade plus. Yeah. Because Rossi is a great talent. And I think Cole Perfetti going number 10 to Winnipeg was maybe the best pick of the first round. Yeah. That guy is a hockey player. Oh, yeah. So I mean, uh, you're I absolutely right. You drop a little bit life. more. Yeah. yeah you're absolutely right with your life being, you know, I, I have to say, and you, you did just bring up a good point, and it makes me, you know, I'm going over the picks in my head. Uh, other than maybe the Rangers and a couple of teams here, and uh, probably the Rangers and Ottawa, there's really not a lot of guys that I'm particularly um, worried about to make my life living hell with, you know, against Tampa. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> right. yeah, Ottawa is going to be, I think like Ottawa, if these guys come out and play the way they're supposed to play and Ottawa's got money to play with. So they could sign a couple oh, sure. <laughs> of maybe very, high quality players veterans here to come in and teach these guys like i don't think taylor hall's going to ottawa uh but you know guys maybe down mm-hmm. the pecking order um from there i i just think that if you could get veterans to come in here who are still in the prime of their careers to come and teach guys like 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 the tim stutzels and and, and the jake sanderson's I, yeah. I i think that 
three to five years, Ottawa is going to be a pain in the ass for a lot of people in the Eastern Conference. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't envy you having to deal with Jamie Drysdale and Marco Rossi. Um, so right. we're not going to get into every pick. We definitely don't have a lot of time to go into every single pick here. Yeah. But let's just nitpick. Um, what were some of your favorite picks going You know, after the, the Marco Rossi pick at number nine? Mine was Yaroslav Askarov. Yeah. Uh, the goaltender from St. Petersburg to Na- uh, to Nashville. Now, some people might not think, you know, what are they doing drafting this this very, very good goaltender? I mean, first of all, he's huge. The guy is 6'4", 176 pounds. Um, he's being touted as the next carry price. And, you know, some people are thinking, you know, why would Nashville do that unless they have plans to start to step away from Pecorine? Uh, and right. uh, I, I, I think that the best comparison to to those who have maybe not heard of Yaroslav is he's very the way he moves across the crease and the way he just blocks off angles. It's very Andre Vasilevsky like. That's the comparison I keep here. I'm, I'm terrible with comparisons. Like I, I, I'm just not. But when there's a comparison that sticks out. Uh, that makes sense to me. I'm like, yeah, that that one makes sense. And and you had <clears throat> said Byfield. Is comparable to um, uh, who was it on uh, uh, Malkin Pittsburgh Malkin, which I'm like, yeah, absolutely, and yes, like he he, you know, Asgarov is another one. I keep hearing Vasilevsky all the time, and I'm like, yep, that totally makes sense. Definitely, yeah, it, it's because all these Russian goaltenders play exactly the same, <laughs> um, and they're just all these huge human beings. Where obviously we're in the day and age now of very big goaltenders and it's proven it's worked. And, you know, unfortunately that means that a lot of these uh, smaller goaltenders might be out the door. Uh, Another pick that I really liked. uh, I mean, the Rangers just in years past have made some really questionable decisions, but this was the first year where they've actually um, have really impressed me. Uh, Braden Schneider, who I think is, I think if you're, if we're not talking about Jamie Drysdale and Jake Sanderson, uh, Braden Schneider gets picked very, very a lot higher than he did at 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 number nineteen. I think he's going yeah. at least maybe in the top fifteen. Uh, Braden Schneider, I mean, what he makes four up in his size. I mean, he is such a very talented two way defenseman. Um, he he has impressed me on both sides of the puck. Just the way he's able. I mean, the one thing that really impresses me about a lot of these guys that you really don't hear about with maybe some prospects in other sports it's just the hockey iq is off the hook with these guys um right and as well as a great pick by carolina at 13 for seth jarvis um who we spoke about uh y'all absolutely great pick i honestly thought at that point he was going to fall a little farther um you would expect guys like that who are very talented um not really the sexy names like a Lefrenier Byfield to start to maybe drop down the boards. And that's when you start hoping for your team to maybe pick them up. Um, yeah. I was hoping for, you know, maybe the lightning at that point to trade up. Obviously they didn't, you know, they obviously have some cap concerns, but um, yeah, I, I, I just think that Carolina is just really, they, I mean, regardless of what else they did, I mean, Seth Jarvis is just otherworldly. And I'm sure yeah, Toronto fans are kicking themselves considering that was originally their pick. Uh, what were some of your picks <laughs> that you, you actually, uh, you know, very, you were maybe excited about, or maybe just players, uh, the matchups with where they were. I know you said Cole Peretti 
uh, Perfetti with uh, the Jets was a very good pick. Um, what were yes. some of the picks that you really, really much enjoyed and, you know, teams almost you could classify it as a steal? So I three of them, and they're all in the mid to late round. I love what Calgary did, trading down twice and then getting Connor Zari at 24, at 24 uh, was a stroke of genius because they could have taken him at 19. And I, that pick was right in front of where the avalanche picked. And, you know, I don't know what was on the avalanche draft board, but if for whatever reason, Calgary did not pick him, I think the, that might've blown up the avalanche board. And, and how could you not take Connor Zari at 25 for the avalanche, mm -hmm. but didn't work out that way. And Calgary trading down twice in the first round yeah. and still got a player of that caliber was, was genius, genius. Yeah. In my it's genius, but it's like super risky, but like it I stated is, before, absolutely. I mean, in this, in this player pool though, you could afford to do things like that. Um, right. Yeah. Right. What else uh, maybe that you so, saw that was very impressive. So two more. And, and the third pick from, from Ottawa, Ridley Gregg at 28. Yes, uh, I love, you know, I love he, this pick. Oh my God. Like he, he was one of the guys that I was hoping the avalanche could get. I thought he was going to be on their board. Um, he's just an annoying player, which is, I love guys like that. Uh, yeah. you know, he, he's on the small, I mean, he, he's got the height, he's five eleven, uh, but he's 163 pounds. So he's a little bit on the light side, but he uses that to annoy the ever living crap out of you. Um, yeah. and he just has the motor that doesn't quit. So I really, really like that pick. And then the last pick of the first round. And if you want to go back and watch the, the live uh, reaction show that I did uh, with Kyle from locked on sharks, he he at the moment he was so upset with this pick and and before we even went live he asked me he's like who do you like in first round and i'm like i really like this ozzy wise black guy and he was like oh my god I, he i don't mm -hmm. think he's gonna be anything and then what happens is the sharks pick him uh the reaction of him is is priceless so he has come around to it and he's like you know what i i just read more into him uh and he's he, i mean he's like i'm actually excited about watching the guy play yeah. he's a yeah. great i think an underrated player i was hoping uh you know he could make it into the first round uh because a lot of people weren't even having him anywhere in the first round and uh he he got it he got in with the sharks so i, I those are three picks late in the round and it just shows you uh the depth of this this first round draft class it's a it's a really good draft class a lot of offense and uh those are three picks that i think that we're going to be talking about for a while well, yeah, that's just the beauty of the NHL draft is that you and your team ends up getting players that you might not have really imagined your team getting at that point. And then you read up on these guys and you you almost fall in love with them right away. Yeah. Uh, but then there's that 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 real um, pressure for them to really produce right away. Uh, so Chris and I will wrap things up with our thoughts, uh, maybe some of our winners and losers. But first, let's talk about our last two sponsors. First of all. One of them is Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's actually the best pro tasting protein bar you'll ever have. They got 18 amazing flavors, six new ones dropping. Built Bar is great for the health conscious person. You could lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Uh, my favorite flavor is toffee almond. How about yours, Chris? 
I've had the 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 uh, what is it, like mint brownie. I think it is. Yes. Which is anything mint. Anything mint is just is my jam. So anything mint peanut butter, <laughs> I'm good with. <laughs> All right. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I think I speak for Chris when I say that um, these things, you know, and I sound a little cliche, but it's basically anything you could think of like mint brownie. I mean, with the banana and upright, I've said it time and time again, it's just like they shoved it in there and they just covered in chocolate. It's amazing. Uh, So go ahead to builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on. You'll get $10 off your first order and use promo code locked on. Yes, I said it again, just like that. Uh, <laughs> you get $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And we'll be talking about our next sponsor before we wrap things up. And that's RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto park customers online for the last 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything available from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com. So now we're going to wrap things up uh, as, as we are usually accustomed to. Uh, whenever Chris and I are together, we do run a little yeah. long, but um, <laughs> we're always glad that you guys are staying with us for every, every, every part of the ride. Um, so I'm going to go right first, then I'll hand it over to you. My winners from today's draft are obviously the Ottawa Senators with, I mean, just setting the foundation for possibly a team that's going to be successful in the next 10 to 12 years, uh, you know, barring some maybe catastrophic meltdown uh the rangers i thought getting braden schneider at 19 42 points in 60 games last year was an absolute steal um and then uh the predators getting yaroslav askarov uh probably the next vasileski um out there in nashville and then i think the biggest steal of the draft and we didn't get a chance to talk about this was jan misik falling to 48 uh, he was ranked mm. uh, average in all the mock drafts in the in the in the twenties. Uh, last season, he had twenty two games played, twenty two games played, fifteen goals, twenty five points in the OHL. Just an absolute beast out there in the Canadian Hockey League. Uh, and the losers are, for me at least, is the Coyotes in not having a pick till the fourth <laughs> round. Uh, forfeited uh, in, in, you know, not having what they picked a year to violate some rules because they, you know, not having a fourth pick uh, and not That's drafting. I, I know they were technically not allowed to draft in the second round because they got their draft pick taken away, but I don't know if they were, would have been allowed to sidestep um, the, maybe the punishment that was given to them uh, by making trades. Um, and then yeah. my last couple of losers is Marco Rossi getting drafted by Minnesota. Um, I just, I just feel for the kid. Very talented. I hope he doesn't get buried out there. So it's not Minnesota. the player; it's it's the team. Oh yeah, that, I mean, I, well, okay, All right. yeah. And um, uh, you, 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 you know he's a good player, but you just feel bad for him for the team that he's going to. It's not that it was a I, bad pick; yeah. it was just you're going to play for it, Minnesota. Yeah, it's I, I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Um, <laughs> and then obviously my last loser of the draft is fans of trades. Um, I'm the, especially me. I'm 
the guy who loves to go to to watch drafts and just see all kinds of chaos ensue, just teams just going up and down the draft board, especially in the first two rounds. Um, yeah, it, but you know what? I think that with the, the player pool that was out there, you know, why why really do that? Other than Calgary, who was just it, it those kind of situations when you continue to trade down kind of scare mm. me as just someone who's watching that. But at the end of the day, it's still um, very impressive how they made out. Now, what were your winners and losers here? So I think for, for winners uh, as, in terms of, you know, teams that are, that were picking multiple times in the first round, which there were several um, I think Anaheim, Anaheim picking Drysdale, which, you know, we talked about him, love that guy. And then getting Jacob Perot. Oh, at yes, 27 uh yeah. just a just a fantastic haul by them in the first round um my favorite like i said my favorite individual pick was uh winnipeg getting cold perfetti i don't think they were anticipating that um but the way that things fall they they landed you know a, a top five talent at number 10 so yeah. uh, a great job by them uh as far i mean you mentioned one of your plays that dropped uh, it's not that I was like really high on the guy, but he he was projected to go first round, and Jeremy Poirier went like seventy. Didn't I think he went like seventy three or something like that? Yeah, I believe he went he, pretty late. Went or was it? Am I, maybe I'm wrong on where he went, but he went late. He went yeah. very very. No, I think I'm right. I think he went like seventy three um, because he was almost falling to the Avalanche at seventy five. Mm-hmm. So uh, him to fall that far, and I don't know why. I really don't know why. I gotta kind of maybe do some after draft research to find out why he drafted or he went so low. Um, losers for me, the obvious. Uh, well, I'll I'll wait for the. Uh, I think the Capitals reached with trading up mm-hmm. to get Hendricks uh, Lapierre. He's a, a very good player, but uh, you know me being an Avalanche fan, I know what. And, you know, even you, I guess we all could be this this person, you know, we know what injuries can do to a player. So Mm -hmm. he has immense talent, but it, this is a dangerous thing because he supposedly had three concussions in one season in a matter of like 10 months. So what his, who, I don't know if it was the coaching staff or whoever, the doctors of the team, they went in and they, they convinced everybody and got they they moved two of those concussions to neck injuries now if you're doing that to protect this guy that that's that's bad news if you're if you're doing that to protect this guy and raise his draft stock you're not doing him any favors by doing that you're hurting him even more so i I don't know the truth to all that but that's that is what happened and washington felt you know and he's a good player but you know I care more about his health than, you know, how many goals he's going to score for the Washington Capitals. So that was a risk. And then, you know, what the Columbus Blue Jackets were thinking at 21, um, we may never know. I mean, that that was just a confusing as all hell choice for, I I can't even pronounce, Igor Chinico. It doesn't matter at this Gina, point. I think, yeah. Um, I, mean, I when, when I asked, so yeah, when I, when I asked, uh, when I reached out to Jay Forrester of Locked On Blue Jackets, I said, how would you grade this, this draft for your team? And he just sent me back question marks as his yeah. grade. 
Um, I mean, and and I and I was talking to somebody else that that you know is a Blue Jacket fan, and I'm like, I genuinely will root for this kid because I love seeing those stories of guys yeah. who everybody's just writing off. Uh, and, and what are you doing? And I am in that camp right now, but mm. you know, maybe the blue jackets are seeing something that nobody else is seeing. And yeah. I hope he has a long fruitful career and proves everybody wrong. Yeah, but, absolutely. Let's just hope so. that Torts is not too hard on him to start off. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> As always, this has been a absolute blast. Um, yeah, like I I repeatedly apologize to all locked on NHL fans. I I could make it the other night. I was a late scratch, but you know you you really held you guys held up the fort, and here we that are. Fun. I don't know where we're talking, but yeah. Um, so go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you, you could find Chris uh, running the Locked On Avalanche account. That's where he tweets for most. And go ahead and follow mm-hmm. Locked On Avalanche if you want to hear more about what maybe Chris thinks about this draft as well as how the team is going to uh, shape up for the possible January 1st start to the that's season. What that's what we're hearing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll see. I guess that's a tentative date. And unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to discuss how maybe all of this the, the question mark of the start of the season might right. affect the development of these guys. But of course we'll be back next week and uh, discuss all of that. And you could go ahead and follow uh, my show uh, locked on lightning, go to the locked on lightning, Twitter page, LO underscore lightning, follow us. Uh, you know, we'll be talking about all things that pertain to the 2020 Stanley cup champions. So <laughs> that's mm-hmm. been it for today's that's episode of locked on NHL. I'm Adam Danker. He's Christmas silly. Have a good one. Everybody.